You're here with Hannah Weir. I'm a multi-passionate creative, podcaster, speaker, and a certified meditation and mindfulness teacher. This podcast is designed to inspire a new way of being, living in the moment with more ease and alignment with our true selves. I'm on a wild journey of self-discovery and love, and I'm here to share that journey with you so that you too can fully embrace and express all that you are. Thank you so much for being here, and I really hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. You're here with Hannah, and I'm here with Astrid from Energy Healing Melbourne, and welcome. Thank you for joining us today. I'm so excited. This is my very first in-person, on-camera interview, so thank you for joining me, Astrid. Thanks, Hannah. It's lovely to be here with you today. Yeah, and we just took a nice deep breath before we got, got we on sure here, <laughs> and I said to Astrid, could you please we guide sure us did. through a nice deep breath to begin? Would you like me to do that Could again? you guide? Yes, yeah, could you guide us through one? I think maybe we should just close our eyes and just centre ourselves, take a beautiful deep breath in, and allow ourselves to feel very safe, very peaceful, very comfortable to know that we're going to have a great discussion today. We're going to be able to share our knowledge with a beautiful audience in a loving, peaceful, calm, connected, safe space. Breathing that light and energy in and allowing us to flow, allowing us to be, allowing us to reveal Journeys in a beautiful, loving space. Thank you. That's so beautiful. I normally start the podcast off with a deep breath, so that was lovely to hear you guys out. Thank you. It's nice to splice it up with different sort of um, ways of doing things to create that safety and that peacefulness, isn't it? Yeah. Well, welcome everyone. So I'm really excited to have Astrid with me here today because I've wanted to talk about hypnotherapy, mm. energy healing. Yes. Um, I believe you're also a psychotherapist yes, as I well. Am. Yes. And so before we get into all of that, I just want to first of all thank you for being here. Mm. Astrid has played a really big part in my own personal journey. I came to see Astrid almost five years ago. Yes, it was a while ago. A while ago. <laughs> and I really do feel like the work that we did together mm. has been so pivotal in my journey mm. of learning to come back home to myself, to yes. reconnect with myself, to get to know myself more deeply and to heal a lot mm. of the things that were kind of getting in the way of me being Locking myself. In. Yeah, mm. so I really do feel like You've been such a big part of my journey, so it's really special to have you here and to share what you do with my audience. Yes, thank you. Well, Hannah, your story, which is amazing, um, and the results, because you allowed that to occur, you were very ready at that time and that season in your life to make some deep changes. And most of my clients that come in and see me for hypnosis, they're, they're searching and they're looking and they feel stuck blocked, lacking motivation, trapped in different relationships, whether it be professionally or personally, um, unhealthy sort of situations or they might have extreme anxiety or depression or health issues or actually a combination of all of these things and then spliced up with some addictions, Mm. uh, drugs, alcohol, chocolate, sex, many variables on that. Um, And what happens is people come in and they're really searching to release these patterns and to feel grounded and to feel balanced, to heal some trauma from childhood, from wounds and from pain and from adulthood. And most of them are very well learned and scholarly people in the sense of YouTube and the internet. Most of my clients, 60% are under 32 years of age. I love working with young people and those people particularly understand the internet and have listened to every audio book and listened to YouTube and TikTok and all sorts of things. But at the end of the day, 
they still have the same patterns and the same thinking and the cognitive processes and, and the same energy really and attracting the same sort of things in. So how do you get off that merry-go-round? Mm -hmm. Well, hypnosis, EFT, psychotherapy and energy healing can offer and facilitate great changes in your life and you're actually doing all the work. It's basically like putting in the right pin numbers <laughs> and the right programs into somebody's mind when they're receptive in a loving, uh, balanced way where they come in and they're in a nice, relaxed, calm space, which is where we are today. And it's very peaceful and tranquil. And everything is done at the client's um, pace. And it is a non-judgmental space mm -hmm. where people can come in here and they can have healing and they can recover. And they don't ever have to feel ashamed or vulnerable to speak their truth. Mm -hmm. Because let me tell you, I've probably done most things, in fact, more things than any of my clients, particularly when I was younger. And I have a great understanding mm -hmm. about what people need for healing because I've also lived that life myself. And that's what this is here. And people are often blown away. They come in, particularly young people, but people of my age as well and any age. And they're like, oh my God, I can talk about everything in here yeah. and I'm not judged. I don't need to feel ashamed. Yeah. And part of that then facilitates the hypnosis mm -hmm. because there's that trust and there's that connection and that connection whilst we're in this beautiful treatment room. And so the journey begins. Wow. So can you tell us a little bit about how you got into hypnosis mm. and the work that you do with energy healing? And Definitely. All of it. I'd love to hear a bit about your Definitely. background and how this yeah. journey's looked like for you. Sure. Well, I'm um, 58 years old and in my 20s I was struggling with a lot of mental and emotional challenges, a lot of addictions, a lot of very unhealthy habits and toxic thinking and thought patterns, and really, really struggling. And back then there wasn't a lot of help like there is now. Um, so I really struggled with a lot of things and continual repetitious patterns, unhealthy, toxic relations, relationships. I grew up in a very unhealthy environment. Um, as much as I love my beautiful parents, it was unhealthy, but it was a great training ground. Mm -hmm. Amazing, and I'm blown away that I grew up in that environment because it's helped me to understand myself and other people and the gaps in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. And the gaps are that, um, you know, people need that deep healing. And if I hadn't had those circumstances myself, I wouldn't understand what people need that come to see me. I'm a specialist in a niche marketplace, so I specialise in extreme trauma and stress and people that have grown up in domestic violence and narcissistic uh, families, but also families where they have been very wounded and uncared for and neglected. And uh, I understand that very well myself. And so I've created certain programs and developed programs which I continue to facilitate and develop and create continuously. It's not something that, you know, you just get there and that's it. It's continual development and learning in my own journey, um, as well as with the people that come here that I'm blessed to see on a daily basis. Yeah. And so you'd mentioned that there weren't all these resources mm. and access to this information and this knowledge back when you started and that's when you correct. were going through your own struggles and challenges, mm. how did you come across hypnosis and <laughs> how did you know <laughs> that it was something that you wanted to pursue? Well, firstly I came across energy healing actually mm -hmm. originally and mindfulness and meditation, uh, Buddhist meditation many years ago that became my medication because uh, I was really struggling with addictions and anxiety and depression and then following about five, six years of following that path, which was amazing. Um, and back then, that was a very unconventional path. <laughs> you were looked at a little bit differently, which is totally fine. Mm -hmm. Then I discovered hypnosis, and I discovered, wow, these are the missing links. Hypnosis is a missing link because whilst I could reprogram and reset myself with mindfulness and meditation and healing, and I'd feel good for a week or two, but essentially what happened after that, Hannah, was that I'd be back with my old thinking. 
So I went to study hypnosis and I just I felt it was a perfect match. And one of the ladies who taught me there, she said, Astrid, you have to own hypnotherapy. It has to become part of you. And I didn't really know what she meant initially because it was all new to me, you know. But once I took that on, that you have to own it and live it and breathe it and become it, because it's a whole process of energy and healing and transformation. Um, it's so much more than what it seems to be on the surface because it covers so many layers at deep levels. Mm. And that's how I got into it. I got into it because um, I was looking for answers myself. And I realised that combining hypnotherapy with healing was incredibly powerful and incredible fast results for people that were committed and willing to their own healing journey, I guess. Mm. So it really does take that commitment. Yes, it does. To, and that like, clear intention. Absolutely. But not always. By, mm. by saying that, I have a lot of people that come in that are incredibly disheartened and disenfranchised from themselves and the world around them. And they're at their rock bottom, they're very stuck and very stuck in pain and trauma and negative thinking. And they come in and they still have phenomenal results mm. without having any faith in this process at all. Mm. So there's so many variables. And that's the good thing with hypnosis is that once we start tapping in and start clearing patterns and negative belief systems, Anybody can be open to it. Yeah. There's no criteria. Yeah. And so you began to see the transformation in yourself. And I saw then it in myself. Wanted to share that with other people. That's right. Yeah. I saw it in myself. Look, I was very blocked in my twenties. I'm very similar, similar background to all my clients that come in. Uh, that's why we have uh, such a good understanding, good connection. And I was living in constant anxiety, fear negative belief systems, struggling with um, substance addiction, alcohol addiction, food addictions, eating disorders, anxiety, depression, all the normal things that everyone comes in with. Yeah, <laughs> and so what's the common thread then, do you find, underneath it all? Why, why do you think we, as humans, struggle with all of these sure. things? Well, that's a good question. Look, there's, there's many variables on that, so I'll try to simplify it. Mm -hmm. um, I think that when we've grown up in environments where maybe we haven't been loved the right way, or we've been neglected emotionally in certain areas, and we're not here to blame parents, we're here to clear that no parent is perfect. Um, maybe we've been neglected, maybe there was a narcissistic parent, maybe there was just a parent that had mental health issues that was, or alcohol addiction or, or something similar that were totally unavailable. And so consequently, as we're growing and as we're forming thoughts and patterns in our younger selves and then our teenage selves and then adult selves, we're carrying all these belief systems that we're not worthy. We're carrying generational pain that belongs to our parents and our families and our ancestors. We are carrying our own pain that we embellish and add to and, you know, add to these addictions, add to this pain, add to the story. And, and the story keeps getting bigger and bigger until we actually lose our identity and we don't know who we are anymore. And that's where hypnosis comes in and energy healing because it clears off all those patterns and you start to connect with who you really are. Mm. Your authentic self, your real self, not the person that you felt, oh, I was abandoned, I was rejected, I'm not worthy, I can't love myself, I was sexually assaulted, I've lived with narcissistic men, I'm not worthy all these stories and all these lies, because that's not the truth. And when we peel off those layers, we start to see who we really are. And that is the start of a beautiful journey, mm. a liberating journey where we can be emotionally free. Mm. That's so beautiful. Mm. I love that you said letting go of our identity. Yeah. Because I've been exploring identity myself mm. a lot over the last many years really, mm. uh, probably since I started yes. coming to you, <laughs> but particularly in the last six months I've had a lot of space in which I've been able to actually mm. 
reflect think about all of these things and then consciously shed a lot of these layers and these identities peeling off isn't it peeling off all the layers Mm. and it's interesting because it's like in letting go we actually can see so much more clearly That's who right. we really are underneath it or what the true self Absolutely. the authentic self. And we mm. were talking about this before yes, we, were. we came on here about how authenticity has become such a buzzword these days. It is. But what does it mean? What does it mean? Well, what, do you, what does it mean to you? And it's being, being your yourself, work. being comfortable with who you are, loving yourself, allowing yourself to make mistakes, forgiving yourself. Being self-aware, being real, genuine, and feeling grounded and balanced. I think that's that's a really those are great things to have internally. Mm. And when you say grounded and balanced, it makes me think of like there's all these things happening around us, yes. and there's all these voices and so much noise and conditioning, clutter, clutter, exactly. Mm. But it's like having this unwavering groundedness in who you are yes underneath all of that that's right regardless of what situations you're faced with Mm. in life i think that is important to keep that balance and to know that no matter what's going on around us at that time Mm. and at this time historically socially politically and psychologically emotionally and spiritually and physically (laughs) we are bombarded (laughs) with multiple scenarios Mm. on any given day everybody is yeah and it's about finding that peaceful space no matter what's going on and, and navigating through that mm. and taking that time out, sit under a tree, have a bath, mm. have a meditate, do whatever suits you, you know, have a nice green juice, do something that energises you and restores you. And different people like to do different things. It might be go for a walk, yoga, Pilates. It can be many of those different things yeah. all together. But it's about that self-care and that self-love. And knowing that internally, the main thing is that we feel safe and peaceful no matter what's going on around us. And so why do you think people don't allow themselves to create that space or slow down? Oh, or great question. In my work is people have a lot of these misconceptions. They come to things like mindfulness and meditation thinking that they have to carve out all this time out of their day and they just mm. feel like they're too busy and they don't have time and um, there's other things that seem to be taking away their attention. Mm. Why do you think that that is that we... Keep so busy? Yeah, and find it hard to allow ourselves to slow down. I think it's about letting go. Mm. It's about surrender and giving ourselves that permission and the space. And I think a lot of people are very scared to actually sit internally and to look at what is really going on. This is quite confronting, so most of us keep busy with alcohol, dining out, restaurants, and there's nothing wrong with all those things, they're terrific things. I like to do that myself in moderation. Um, We keep busy with work, but when we really sit and meditate or go for a walk in the park or take some quiet time to listen to some beautiful music or sit in the garden or whatever it might be, Sometimes we're confronted with a lot of internal things that we haven't healed and we haven't looked at as yet. And the nervous system's incredibly overloaded. Mm. And what happens is people find it hard to sit in that space because you're literally having to retrain your nervous system and your immune system and your physiology and your body and subconscious to relax and to let go. And sometimes people absolutely need professional help in learning how to self-regulate and to self-manage because when we self-regulate and self-manage we are letting go and we're breathing we're being and it's not so much of the doing and sometimes it's very scary for people to look internally so for someone who recognises then that this is something that they need, they yeah. feel dysregulated or overwhelmed yeah. or anxious by Absolutely. their lives and they feel like they're keeping up this fast pace and don't know where to start, mm. what would you suggest for someone just sure. starting out and wanting to work on some of these things and explore? Mm. Well, I'd suggest you start, set yourself little simple things. Maybe every day, say for five minutes, hey, I'm going to go for a walk. Or I'm not going to be on my phone or the media 
which is a really big one these days, even for my age group. <laughs> I'm going to take time out. I'm going to do something. I might listen to a song that's just peaceful. I might sit under a tree. I might have a herbal tea. I might have a glass of water. And just find a nice meditation on YouTube or something like that or on the app. Do a five or ten minutes. Do some nice deep breathing. There's so much stuff out there. This We are rich in resources. Find some nice audio books. And just start small. Maybe find somebody that understands, hey, I'm not regulating my nervous system. I'm scared to look internally. And find somebody that you resonate with, that you can talk to, that you feel safe and comfortable with, and that really understands and really listens to you. Mm. And see how they're going to offer to help you make some changes and make a plan with uh, that therapist, whatever modality or field they happen to be in. And you, you go where that resonates with you. And day by day, you find yourself doing more and more things for yourself, connecting more and more to um, your inner world. And by doing that, you're actually creating spaciousness in your subconscious where we're not living on hypervigilance and fright and flight response all day anymore and whizzing here and there. You're actually creating a safe place and realising, hey, this is who I am and this is what I want to do. This is what my needs are. And you get so many great ideas about life and being real. Because when you're busy, it's very hard to really know who you are. It's hard so to find true. your authentic identity, right? That's so true. Yeah. And we all do that. We go back into that all the time. Yeah. What all of us do is part of being human, but it's part of being able to create some good habits and make some good changes. And I guess that's what hypnosis really helps with mm -hmm. is resetting some of the habits when we're not having that time out, we're not doing that self-care, that self-nourishment, and we're letting ourselves down. So it's about opening up to that. So can you explain a little bit about how hypnosis works? And, sure. And uh, what kind of changes people can expect? And Absolutely. I think a lot of people have probably heard of different or seen different representations <laughs> of hypnosis <laughs> in the media or other well, things. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what actually is hypnosis and how oh, does it work? Well, hypnosis is amazing. It's like a very deep relaxation, accessing the theta states and sometimes deeper for some people, depending on their level of relaxation. But the difference being is that whilst you are under hypnosis, you are releasing programs and habits and patterns that you've accumulated and belief systems that certainly don't serve you, um, negative belief systems and anxiety and depression and fears and so many other things while you're under. So it's very different to a meditation because a meditation is about relaxing and calming down the nervous system and all those things. But hypnosis is about making deep changes to habits which no longer serve. Mm. And when we do the energy healing as well, or EFT, we're having three different kinds of energy. And that is clearing down all your energetic systems and opening them up again. And it's clearing and opening up the subconscious space so that you have a lot more clarity and freedom, emotional freedom. And yes, there is a lot of people coming in and saying, tick-tock, tick-tock, hypnotise me. And I'm like, look, I certainly don't use a clock to hypnotise you. It's very relaxing and soothing. We use beautiful words and suggestions and you certainly won't be turning to a chicken at the end of it because I actually have a special on ducks this week. So I certainly <laughs> won't be doing chickens. Um, so, and I get a lot of interesting questions and a lot of scepticism. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people that come in and say, hey, I really don't believe in this, but this is my last resort. And, and that's fine to come in and to voice your belief systems and I certainly work around that. I've got 20 years of experience and we work around according to each person and individual's needs mm. and requirements and, and what they believe in and don't believe in. Yeah. And I love that you've brought together a number of different modalities. Yes. I feel like in a way that might make it even more accessible for people who 
perhaps have heard about one and want to try one, but mm. then you're able to bring in these different right. tools and then also for people who perhaps are a bit more, you know, the psychotherapy might appeal to people from mm. a more um, kind of traditional That's great. perspective. And so you're bringing in all these different things to make it so much more effective for people. How did that actually look as your journey? Because I can imagine even just the hypnosis and like you were saying, meditation and mindfulness wasn't as popular 20 years ago when you started oh, it was this really work. Like, probably, yeah, even 30 years even ago. 30 meditation. Years ago. Yeah, no one knew about mindfulness and meditation. Yeah. How, um, how has that looked? And um, I think it must have taken a lot of courage to follow a non-traditional path mm. in life and in business. Absolutely. I'd love to hear more about that. Yes, yes, it, it was. Um, back in those days, uh, following the traditional path was certainly um, thought to be the correct way. And I have always been a person that's an individual. Um, and I could see through a lot of the cracks in the system, if you like. Um, the traditional was good and it would help me to a point and I absolutely believe in talk therapy and all that sort of stuff. I absolutely value it and think that it has its place. But for me, with the level of trauma and stress that I was carrying, I needed more. And so back in those days, I was just avidly studying because I had to study for my own survival because I was really struggling with mental health issues, um, very deep mental health issues and addictions, as I've said before, and eating disorders. And so I started looking at energy healing and hypnosis and then all the other modalities that I've added. And it's been a continuation because, of course, there's always so many different layers that we are healing at any given time. But I always, I decided from a young age because I saw the inconsistencies where I went to school and where I grew up about putting on a facade and pretending and being what society expected you to be and I certainly was never going to be that that I've always lived to my own tune before this I had another business working with food and people with allergies and people that were chronically ill creating their foods from scratch um, for seven days that was amazing and I've always worked for myself I always believe in um, you know creating some good things and making a niche marketplace for people that are looking for something to do with health because that's my passion. Mm -hmm. I love health. <laughs> I live it and I breathe it. And it's allowed me a lot of freedom. I was, I could, with this lifestyle, I brought up my son and got to spend a lot of time with my beautiful son who is 25. And we got to do a lot of things because I was self-employed that I perhaps wouldn't do uh, if I was somewhere else. And it's given me a lot of time to follow my own passions in life, to be able to exercise, to be able to have some quiet times, to be able to eat well mm. and to be able to breathe and be free. Mm. And, you know, I, I think it's been a great journey. Yeah. I haven't been part of the system, um, off the system, but I'm not part of the system. Yes. Yeah. So I've created my own world and my own niche. And of course, I live in the system like everybody else does and there's nothing wrong with that but I am my own authentic person. Yeah. And so what else are you passionate about? Passionate about health yeah. and life. I'm passionate about um, exercise. I'm passionate about making a difference in the world. I'm passionate about the young women that come in and see me and the young guys, but I get a lot more young women. Being able to help them through domestic violence, uh, sexual assault and trauma and incredible trauma uh, from childhood and that is my passion and that's why I wake up every day to come to work and I come into this beautiful space and I'm incredibly grateful because I meet the most amazing women and guys that come here and work with a lot of men too. Um, passionate about making a difference, making changes and seeing changes and keeping people out of a system that essentially keeps people very stuck and very blocked for many years unnecessarily. But I'm passionate about traditional systems integrating with this system. And right now, in hypnotherapy, it's incredibly exciting because more and more medical people are coming in and using these facilities, as are psychologists and doctors and uh, 
uh, all sorts of uh, traditional medical people and they're very open and the world is changing. And that's what I'm passionate about, unifying all the modalities so that we all work together in harmony and we can get the best results for our clients. Because that's really what it's about. And uh, traditional has so much to offer, as does holistic and alternative. And if we combine them and we all work together, we can get better results for individuals in their health. And that's what it's about for me. And it's about attracting more and more people that live in the traditional world so they can come in here and see and experience this and then direct their clients so that we can all have a little bit of this treatment and that treatment somewhere else and work together. And, it, and that's when we get the perfect marriage of results for our clients because at the end of the day it's about our clients and their well-being and their health. And what kind of transformations have you seen? In, with your clients, do you have some examples you can share that absolutely, yeah, no, really stood out to you in your career? Look, I've had so many, Hannah. I've I've been fortunate enough to work for twenty years on the streets with a lot of kids and with a lot of young offenders and a lot of women coming in from serious domestic violence and a lot a lot of the cases, say for domestic violence, and women coming in that come in literally shaking, physically shaking like this. They're incredibly traumatised. Um, and they walk out starting already from the first session, their systems are not shaking or shaky. They're starting to get some clarity. And obviously as they proceed with more and more sessions, their whole energy changes and they start to make great decisions for themselves and for their life. Um, I have kids coming in, girls coming in that might be working in all sorts of different sort of industries, shall we say, um, and um, some of them end up leaving those industries and not selling themselves short, you know, via selling various services. And there's nothing wrong with those services, but they start to do something else and start to create something else. Those are miraculous stories. But if they want to stay in those industries, I support them mm -hmm. because there's no judgment here. Mm -hmm. I work with young offenders and people that uh, a lot of society probably wouldn't touch and I've had amazing results with those kids. They've grown up in crime families, they know no better. Mm. Can I? But where they start to connect to themselves and they start to make massive differences and they break the patterning of what they've been programmed with. Those are miraculous stories. Mm. It goes on and on every mm. single day. Every single day there's people coming in that have great results and they transform their life from being shaky and anxious and overwhelmed and fearful and doubting themselves into something else and that's that's what it's about and everyone works at their own pace mm. this is a space to evolve and develop in your own way mm. in your own time and a lot of people are seeing psychologists and psychiatrists and doctors and I absolutely support that some might see naturopaths or nutritionists or chiros or whatever they want to see. And sometimes we all communicate together, you know, as health professionals. And that's when we start to get some phenomenal results for people because that's what it's about. Yeah. I can just feel your passion and how close this is to your heart, like how much so close. Oh, this could, yeah. means to you. And you even said earlier before we were recording that you'll be doing this until... You take your last breath. Absolutely, like that sort I will of passion be. <laughs> and commitment to not only yourself and you, what you have identified as your calling in life, um, okay. but to your clients as well. I think that's beautiful, and I love so much that you talk about non-judgment mm. because this is something that I feel really passionate about, yes. and I really can personally speak to how much I experienced that coming to see you, mm. you were actually the first person that I called when I realised that I needed to leave my last marriage. Yes, that's and right. you were the person that I knew I could call on in that moment of desperation and mm. not knowing what to do and where to go and how to tackle this, but having this realisation that this marriage needed to end, yes. you were the person I called. I'm just so grateful that I could come here and even just to have someone to give me action steps, like this mm. is what to do and 
someone to just talk to completely openly and I think that that's really like you said before what people struggle with is feeling that shame yes that judgment absolutely that guilt mm. that mm. pain and mm -hmm. not knowing what to do with it yeah where do you put that where shame do you put that? where do you put that pain how do you even begin to let that go that's right and that's that's where coming to a supportive space where you can be heard and you can say whatever you like mm. like you know, I work with multiple, multiple people from every demographic, every walk of life. Everybody's welcome here. Yeah. Doesn't matter who you are, yeah. what you do for work, whether you, you know, corporate high flyer, whether you're in between housewife, you know, um, homemaker, as they say these days. All those jobs are just as important as each other, and we're everybody's respected here. Um, I work a lot in the gay community as well. Um, Great track record working with these lovely, lovely, beautiful people um, from every walk of life and every demographic. And it doesn't matter who you are. Mm. You get the right help and the right support here and you'll be made to feel valued. Mm. And I'll teach you through hypnotherapy and healing how to value yourself and reconnect with yourself mm. and to love yourself for who you are. It's the most important thing. Mm. That's all anyone wants at the end of the day is to not be judged and to be loved for who they are. And even saying that makes me feel emotional mm. because I think about all the beautiful people that come here and it's just such a blessing to be and a privilege to be meeting them and to be sharing their stories with them. And the most important thing is for them to be getting results mm. and moving out of living in uh, heavy toxic belief systems. That self-acceptance piece yeah. is so important because that really is what leads to loving That's yourself right. is learning to accept all of these parts of you mm. and accepting the journey that you've been That's on. Right. And Absolutely. forgiveness comes in here too, forgiving yourself for previous versions, exactly. previous things, choices that you mm. made, things that you accepted and that you put up yeah. with. Forgiveness, which leads to acceptance, which leads to self-love and mm. um, belonging, like you say, mm. to ourselves. Belonging to ourselves yeah. and knowing who we are. Yeah. Being able to sit in that stillness, being able to sit in that silence and being able to say, hey, I'm okay. Mm. And even if I feel a bit funny or off today, I'm okay. Mm. I'm safe. Creating that safety mm. mentally and emotionally as well as... Um, healing the shame and the abandonment and all that sort of stuff, but it's creating safety and learning to regulate your nervous system. Because if we're operating on our childhood's nervous system, most people are pretty wound up, not everybody, yeah. most people are, yeah. and through life and teenage years and adult years. But once we reset that and reframe, it gives us a whole different perspective. We start to live in the present moment. We start to live in peacefulness and clarity and hope. Hope, hope, mm. and more hope. I'd love to hear a bit more about hope. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful. I said it a few times then because it's very powerful. Yeah. And I guess the reason why I did say it was because at the end of a session, a lot of people say to me, Wow, I got my hope back. Mm. So when we don't have hope, we feel depressed, we feel down, we feel overwhelmed, anxious, worried, fearful. We find the hope and we create emotional space internally in mm. here, mentally and emotionally and in our heart space. There's hope because we start to say, oh, I could do this for myself. I can make these changes. I can be happy. I can give myself permission mm. to be happy mm. and to be hopeful. That's powerful. Mm. I love that you said that about giving ourselves permission to be yeah happy and That's hopeful right. but I think that this is another thing that I've personally experienced as well in my healing journey is that sometimes we can get trapped in the healing and thinking there's always something more to heal more to improve and Absolutely. feeling like we constantly need to fix yeah. ourselves but I think what so much of this healing work is about is actually just allowing ourselves to enjoy our lives and to be happy and to be present with what is so can you speak to that a little bit in your own personal experience and sure. with your clients yes yes i can 
Well, certainly being on healing journeys and having access to all this information, particularly in these days, but even in the days when I started this journey, you could get very addicted mm. to self-improvement and never being good enough. Oh, I've got to improve this. I've got to improve that. I've done that now. And it's really about not really accepting yourself where you are. And so that's when we really start to work with self-acceptance and loving yourself for who you are and seeing yourself for who you are and feeling safe. When we feel safe, it changes the whole way of how we perceive ourselves. Feeling safe and comfortable and accepting, you know, that Rome wasn't built in a day and that we don't have to just focus. So it becomes a serious addiction where it's actually, uh, I've seen a lot of people, and I've, I've had it myself, where you just continually thinking, oh, I need to improve this. It's like renovating your house. I need to improve this. Well, let me tell you, nothing in life is ever going to be perfect, but instead we're continually refurbishing our inner workings. And I think there comes a time and a place when we just have to let go and we just have to be, not judging ourselves, letting go of perfectionism, which is, uh, perfectionism is so strong in our culture and in our society. We're a results-focused, based society. And it's about letting go of that and knowing who we are internally that we don't have to achieve those sort of things but there's a lot of work that needs to be done to do that to live in that space to learn to regulate yourself to learn to breathe differently to learn to see yourself differently and to feel that yeah I can be safe and I'm who I am today and I might not have x y and z but I'm here where I am today and I'm living in the moment mm -hmm. and I'm practicing living in the moment because that's all I can do <laughs> mm. So I can imagine with this work and working with people who are vulnerable and who have been through a lot and who are coming to you with a lot of trauma and challenges of all kinds, sort, uh, kinds of sorts, I can imagine it would be quite taxing on you and quite it's quite heavy. Yes. How do you cope with that as a practitioner? How do you set boundaries, mm -hmm. how do you deal with the energy that you're taking on, mm -hmm. what self-care practices do you have to protect your energy so that you're able to be yourself yes. <laughs> and also to facilitate this work? Well, I've got many different practices, put it that way, many, <laughs> and they evolve every day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have different boundaries with different clients and so I don't take on certain clients if I feel that we're not going to be a right fit. Also for the client mm -hmm. as well, because they need to go somewhere where it's going to work for them. Because we don't want to see people struggling more and coming to the places which are not suitable for them. So, you know, I protect this space like that for starters. The other thing that I do is I um, meditate daily. I have lots of quiet moments and solitude times. I eat very clean. I do a lot of practices after work to clear my space and my energies. Uh, a lot of meditation, a lot of silence, I do some prayers, I do all sorts of things, I splice up all sorts of things. And on the weekends I have three days off and I recalibrate and part of that time is to have solitude. I reflect, I go for nature walks, I walk with my beautiful dog Rashi, I talk to my beautiful son and my friends and my family, which I'm, you know, very lucky to have. And um, I do acupuncture regularly. I also have hypnosis myself regularly. Um, very important in this uh, field to keep my energies up and I'm being, I'm exposed to a lot of uh, challenging circumstances that people are going through. So I know that I need to recalibrate myself regularly and daily. I make sure that I get good sleep. I watch a lot of crazy comedies <laughs> and laugh mm. and find people that are light and happy to surround myself with um, and do life with. And um, that's what I do. Mm. And every week I do a couple of natural therapies to keep my own energy moving so that I'm not carrying mm. anyone's energy, such as massage and, as I said, acupuncture, hypnosis and multitude of other different little things. Mm. 
or to reset my nervous system. And has that been uh, something you've had to learn to do over yes, the years? Yes, it has. To, <laughs> to protect yourself and to take care of yourself? Yes, yeah. yes, because um, part of my system was um, caring for everybody so much because I had my own abandonment issues mm. going off and a multitude of issues like most people that start in these uh, healing fields. And so being an over-carer with no boundaries, I knew that I was not going to have longevity in this field. And I think that that's one of the biggest things that I also notice in here, Hannah, is that I see a lot of health professionals, doctors and medical people and people in my field and other fields, but the self-care is not very strong. And so what happens is energetically we're actually carrying everyone else's pain and vicarious trauma. Um, so it's integral to be able to uh, shapeshift and to do some meditation and to do some balancing and reflecting mm -hmm. to reintegrate and refocus so we're not carrying everyone's stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like clearing off that yes, it is. energetic slate and letting it all go so That's you can right. come back to yourself. Come back to yourself. And it's bringing yourself back to yourself all the time. Mm -hmm. In this job, we have to do that a lot because we're dealing with a lot of things which are incredibly exciting and interesting, but there has to be that balance and integration because you will not function long-term in this vocation if you're not doing those mm -hmm. kind of things yeah. and employing those sort of strategies of wellness and well-being and self-care and self-nourishment. Mm can't do it, you won't survive. It's like that saying you can't pour from an empty cup and it kind of makes me think of a question I had earlier that came to me is I think a lot of people feel resistant to taking care of themselves because they think it is selfish and yes. self-centred and has yes. that been something you've kind of noticed people having that attitude coming to this work? Yeah. Absolutely, a lot of people feel unworthy Mm. to take care of themselves. They feel unworthy. They say, no, I can't do that. I've got to look after my kids. I've got to do this. I've got to look after my husband or my partner or my life or my work. And the focus is on external things when really, and we're a society that creates that as well. Mm. It's all about external things. And so what happens is people really resist. And also that's another escape form of escapism because then we don't have to look internally. Mm at ourselves, so it's, it's good to start off small and do little things every day. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for your time and for sharing so much. Is there anything else you wanted to share with the listeners? Any, um, where can, sure. where can we something. find you? Where can we go well, next? I'd, I'd just like to share with them that if you're feeling stuck, blocked and overwhelmed, fearful and anxious and you're really carrying a lot of trauma, there is help. If you don't come and see me, find the right help. Find the right help, somebody that's going to support you, that's going to listen to you, that's going to care about your well-being and develop a program that's going to transform your life. And if that's me, come and see me because I'd love to meet you. And no matter where you're at, no matter what you're doing, no matter who you are, what you think you've done and have done, you're welcome here, no judgement. And you can find me at energyhealingmelbourne.com.au. My name's Astrid, Google Hypnotherapy and Astrid, and I should come up a lot of times. And I'm looking forward to meeting you, whoever you are, and working with you. Thank you, Astrid. Yeah, we'll leave links to all of Astrid's website and everything down below in the description so you can find that. And you do also offer online sessions as well. Yes, I do. If, if yes, people I do. are not based in Melbourne, then they can still access That's right. your... Uh, beautiful healing modalities and Absolutely. I really can just speak to it myself with um, the experience that I had with Astrid it's just been so supportive and I have come back in and out over the years whenever yes, I yeah. need it it's so nice as to people know, do as people do and that's it you know um, it's just so nice to have to know that you're there and so thank you thank you for your time and for joining us today and you mentioned that you might do a little 
hypnosis Definitely. at the end of the yes. interview. Oh, so do a nice little resetting out our nervous system Sounds and a nice calming thing. So you just sort of sit with your feet on the floor and I'm going to close my eyes too, but I'll open them up at different times. So just start now by just taking a beautiful deep breath in. Just feeling that you can give yourself permission to enjoy this space, your space. This is your time. It's time for you to discover who you are. It's time to feel safe as you take another deep breath in and you feel yourself relaxing. And you feel your feet and legs getting heavy like lead weights. That's so soothing. Hands and arms are heavy and the feet and legs are heavy. And you're giving yourself permission to breathe and to be. And to just sit in this moment and you might hear traffic noises outside or birds singing, people talking. But you know that it's okay to give yourself permission to feel safe right now. And you feel your nervous system calming right down find yourself integrating in your body, feeling very peaceful, very calm, relaxing and knowing that you can and that it's okay for you to feel safe and to carry this energy into the rest of your day, Now to reset yourself through taking deep breaths, we're going to take three deep breaths now. Feel your shoulders relaxing, moving further and further away from your ears and hands and arms relaxing. opportunity and um, I've really enjoyed the experience sharing with you and wishing you well on your amazing journey. Thank you so much. Thank you for all that you do and thank you for joining and I'm sure that my listeners, the audience, whoever's watching will appreciate all your beautiful words and thank you. And yours too Hannah. <laughs> Thanks for sharing this and being open. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope you enjoyed it and got some value from it. If you did, feel free to share it with anyone who may need to hear it. I hope this brought you some calm amongst the chaos of life and reminded you just how worthy you are, exactly as you are in this moment. Thank you so much for being here and being you. There is no one else just like you, so I am so grateful to have you here and I look forward to speaking to you next time. Bye for now.